0: If you're the kind of dad who has a mute button when debating his kids, then this is the podcast for you. You don't need a mute button for us. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D., the fastest-growing dad theme podcast in all of humanity, also the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life and every other dad in any other habitat in between. You also don't have to worry about us going Jeffrey Tubin. We keep our pants on, and we are in front of a, a computer screen. It's week 8, episode 8 of season 4. It is my great pleasure as Adam D. to introduce a good friend. His name is Coach Randy. We thought we'd do the polite thing and come back for another week, another episode.
1: Another episode, episode eight. Uh, WDAD.
0: WDAD. Keeping up with the media theme. Last week we had Thad Brown from the CBS affiliate up in Rochester, Mm -hmm. New York, doing sports. But this week, Jonah Kaplan. Now, usually at the end of every episode you say, Adam D. Wow, you know amazing people. You got us another great guest. This is one of this okay, is one of my content. This is a person from your past. Yeah, place.
1: and I am proud to own the Jonah Cap. I, I knew him when he was uh, he was in college. He was like mm-hmm. uh, uh, 20, 21, just about to graduate. I've known him a long time, known his family. Uh, this young man, who's now a man, he's a dad, looking forward to whatever kind of dad vice he might have. <clears throat> he wanted to go into journalism. And uh, at the time, he just grew up. He, went, he started off at ESPN. He lived in some town in, in Texas. And what's great about him is he... Was so adamant and so determined, he flew himself out there for the interview. Yep. Uh, they liked him. They hired him at a small town in Texas, and he's now interviewed. I mean,
0: you're, 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 you're going to hear you're about. Here. We're going to ask him yeah. about the kinds of people that he's yeah. interviewed. Um, I think you're going to be surprised and extremely impressed yes. at how accomplished a journalist Jonah Kaplan is. So that's coming up in our next segment. But right now, we talk about our weeks. I had a really pleasant week. I had a really nice daddy-daughter night at a restaurant called The Office. It's Ooh. not my office. It's yes. a restaurant called The, the Office. The Office, yes. There are several offices, <clears> throat> The throat> Offices, in New Jersey. This one is East Hanover, right? This is East Hanover, yeah. right, uh, in a you know mini-mall parking lot, and they've done a great job with the cleanliness and the social distancing, making sure that all of the tables, which are outside in a tent, mm-hmm. are distanced from themselves, and it was just... A great night where we shut off the phones, we put them away, and we talked about our days. We talked, of course, about school. My daughter's got this babysitting gig. She's got this one client right in our development, and the the kid's a gem. But what she's finding is there are other babysitters in the development who have their own clients, and there's been kind of like a sorority forming mm-hmm. where the babysitters and the kids all kind of play with one another outside. Okay. So she has this one friend who's babysitting a neighbor mm-hmm. and the kid got upset. All so right. he got, he got so upset because of some kind of a soccer game where he wasn't getting the ball that he ran inside his house and locked all the doors. <laughs> so he's, Trapped himself so, inside. No one can get in. And the babysitter's outside. Everyone's panicking. Yes. Like, oh my goodness, what if he hurts himself inside? Is he going to be okay? So now we have babysitters climbing into windows <laughs> to make sure the kid is okay. That's responsible. And un- unlock all the doors because, <laughs> of course, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think we're uh, we're we're concerned that the kid is going to hurt himself. Yes, I think. That the babysitters are more concerned. What are the parents going to think about me as a babysitter? Yes. I'm a no. crappy babysitter. Am I get a second I, chance I couldn't bet. chase this kid down. I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> so those are some of the stories that that we shared. But it was just good to sort of hit, you know, stop time for a little bit. Catch up with my daughter and only my daughter. And
1: Well, I'm a big fan of uh, daddy-daughter moments. Yeah. And, uh... I had an interesting daddy-daughter moment.
0: Does it have anything to do with softball, Coach? Uh,
1: not this one. I will one oh, in a wow, second. That's, that's a shocker. <laughs> I do have a story about softball. All right. Right? But this actually did not have to do about uh, softball, amazingly enough. Um, uh, so I had a daddy-daughter's moment. So both my girls. Two of them. Uh, this past week was uh, my anniversary. Right? Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank or you. do we
0: call that? Happy Tolerance, tolerance day, day for your wife. Yeah, Jessica.
1: no, I mean she's had to put up, and she is uh, clearly deserves uh, that award. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I want to do something special because we're COVID, right? Yeah, we are. We're COVID, and literally, <clears throat> like going out to a restaurant, sitting outside, you know, and for our anniversary. So I decided to, to bring food in, and I needed my girls <clears throat> uh, to act as waiters and waitresses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to do is I had them down here talking about I had the menu planned out we we you know uh, we had food whatever it was uh, we got it from Hook and Reel. again another great uh, shout out to an Essex uh, restaurant and I wanted them to uh, think about the playlist because when you go to a restaurant there's music usually plays on in the background mm-hmm. right and so I'm talking about different things and uh, my youngest too, uh, is eleven and my and Michaela who's fifteen kind of covers her mouth over and kind of go, Whisper something. What about you know this particular song? And I, I look at him like, "What are you talking about?" And Michaela starts laughing at the song, and she said, "What are you talking about?" Well, <laughs> prepare yourself. Uh, here's some thoughts we're thinking about. We're thinking about WAP. WAP.
0: WAP. All right, you got it. You got to school me because you know for me, WAP is something completely different. Well, I'm prepared- not Fetty WAP. Not Fetty WAP. Okay. The song called WAP. How do you spell it? WAP. Well, I would think that would be WAP, wouldn't it? No. I all right. I clearly, clearly, I've crossed the threshold who, into a different right,
1: demographic. People who are listening right now are laughing at you because they, the people who know what WAP stands for, yep. are gonna. So I happen to know what what WAP. It's by Cardi B and uh, Megan Stallion, right?
0: I got to talk to Perry
1: about <laughs> this. So, so well, I'm a better prepared. I, for the I next look at my, I look at my daughter to go. Are you kidding me? You know WAP. And they look at me they go, wait, Dad, you know WAP? I'm like, why would I know WAP? So, I have to keep this PG-13. Please. So, WAP stands for Wet Ass...
0: Oh, <laughs> so it's sort of like the OPP yes. of this yes. generation. So, Shout out to our, yes. our boy DJ KG yes. from season one. Go back, listen, you'll have a lot of fun. Yes. Okay.
1: So, the P note. So, Wet... Uh-huh. <laughs> and,
0: Oh, I love how you now yes, the a word, yes. and
1: you didn't do that the, <laughs> the first, first time. Yeah, well, I gotta give you the and and so I am having this moment with my daughters now, going, "Oh my gosh, they know, I know," and then I'm like, "No, I don't know if they really understand the bigger picture." Yeah, and then I'm like, "La la la," <laughs> I have the image inside, and I don't want that on my playlist at my anniversary. Yeah, in terms of having that, and so the music is infiltrated, uh, and we decided to 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 end it and not include it in the playlist, so that was a a daddy daughter moment.
0: Smart play. Smart play. <laughs> Smart play. Uh, a lot more PG thirteen yes. than my PG babysitter it's story absolutely. that Perry shared with me at our dinner. Now
1: it was funny. I mean, I, I, oh you know, hilarious! It's it's a funny moment. And uh, uh, what are you talking to your daughters? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if even even as they get older, if you would ever no. have the opportunity no. to talk about. Yes. Wet, blank, blank. Yes,
1: yes. yes. So that was a, a cringeworthy moment. But well, fortunately, uh, we made it through it. Thank you, Cardi B. For... <laughs> and uh, now listen, it was a great week. Uh, the, the the girls are healthy, and I've uh, learned. But, you know, you mentioned softball. Yes. And, uh, and
0: now, now I'm regretting it. Uh, <laughs>
1: so one, one, one quick story. So our 12U team had the playoff, right? It was uh, Thursday night. We were up 9-7. Ooh. Right? We had the lead. Yeah. 9-7 going to the top of the sixth. Uh, uh we didn't score any runs uh well the other team uh uh we went to the bottom of the six sorry um and um it was tied 9-9 and uh we ended up losing 10-9 in the bottom of the six
0: <sighs> i really thought there was going to be some sort No,
1: it was uh but they really played news, well
0: bears turn it around yeah, kind of no, story here but it
1: would have been great but now my 14 you mm-hmm. Uh, we play tomorrow which is Sunday. Sunday. Which okay, we're, is, recording we're recording this on Saturday, Saturday, so okay. So we're playing tomorrow tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock, and we are the last place team. We are the eighth seed, and the eighth seed plays the number one but seed. But you
0: have the entire league right
1: where you want well, them. Exactly, from. right? And so I get an email from the coach that says, hey, listen up, just want to give you a heads up. Uh, we have issues in town, blah, 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 in terms of field. So I've gone ahead and contacted the team, whoever wins this game, yep. to come and play at 7 o'clock as like a doubleheader.
0: And we're all going to turn our car lights on? And well, they the have lights. They
1: do have lights. But, again, he contacted the team Yeah. Right. to To make a range because he is that convinced. Oh, that he's he's going to beat you. That he's going to beat us. Yeah. And he's going to be kind mean, I mean, enough. He's, he's probably right. All right? Well, here's the thing. Given what he's seen, we played him early on the season. Yeah. we played him and game played, one two. And he, and he played him tight. And, and yeah. it, but it, you know, and when I play in the season, everybody plays. Yeah. You know, I do whatever I can to get people in. We're not really focused so much. We we, we strive to win, but in those situations, mm-hmm. you know. And now you're playing to win. And so this guy sends me this email, with the audacity to say, "Oh, and I've brought the number you know, the team will be playing with. So if you beat us, you know, feel free to play them." Mm-hmm. And I respond back, you know, listen, I I get, you know, um, if we win, it's a really big uh-huh. win, but. We're not going to be prepared to play a second game. I'm not gonna do that to my players. Mm-hmm. This is not gonna happen. So, uh, I appreciate the heads up. So, um, I guess we'll see what happens. So, I met with the players last night at practice, and the more I started talking about it, I, I got really angry. Uh-huh. The the audacity and the guts for that guy to come after us and think just because we're owing oh, whatever that somehow it's we're we're a circle win. So. I'm You're going using out. it as motivation. Oh, I use it as motivation. I use it as motivation, and I'm going out to win tomorrow. Good for you. And I told I'm, these, I'm rooting for you. I told them go I'm West going Orange out. Wildcats. I'm going to go out for the win tomorrow, and I want to have that awkward moment mm-hmm. at the end of our victory yep. where the other team is there. And I say, we have to reschedule. We'll have to come back. We'll find some other time for us to play.
0: Coaching mantra, mm-hmm. never underestimate a team. Ever. Nothing to lose. we got nothing to lose. I said, yep. we've got nothing to lose.
1: Yeah. we got We've got nothing. They have everything to lose. We have nothing to lose, which means when you have nothing to
0: lose, go out, play relaxed, Mm -hmm. but also play motivated. Yep. Yeah. You know who's always motivated and always relaxed with her marketing, her website, her I didn't forget. Oh my god, you're so genius. Becky Berman at Bermancs.com. Bermancs.com for all of your marketing, web design, and also business consulting needs. She's a graphic designer too. Mm -hmm. She designed the Bone Daddy logo that you Mm -hmm. see on our social media accounts, which you can find, by the way, at Bad to the Dad, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and then, of course, there's our website, badtothedad.com. Coming up, it's our guest, Jonah Kaplan of WTVD in Raleigh, right here on Bad to the Dad. We are Bad to the Dad, the fastest growing dad theme podcast in all of humanity. Remember, you can follow us on social media. Our handle for pretty much all the platforms is at Bad to the Dad. Can't get any easier for, for a dad or a mom at Bad to the Dad. And our website, because you have to have a website. You have to have a website.
1: And we do. What is that Adam? That B? is
0: to the com. Coach, we're going to continue with the media theme. You know, we had Thad Brown on. Which, by the
1: way, fun conversation, Shans.
0: You're still going to go back to that. I just had
1: to throw it back in one more time. Shans, is that
0: you? Kind of giving me heat, or you just like saying Shans?
1: Well, I like saying Shans, but I prefer you as Adam D. But so I Thad, just...
0: Thad Brown was the sports director for the CBS affiliate up in Rochester, New York, covering the Buffalo Bills and the NFL at large, and talking about the NFL in COVID times. So we got so much ballyhoo and, and response to that. We thought we. would we'd keep the media theme going here in our Week 8 Season 4 episode. Week 8. We've got Jonah Kaplan from WTVD in Raleigh, North Carolina, joining us on Bad to the Dad. Jonah, thank you so much for spending time with us on Bad to the Dad.
2: Guys, my pleasure. This is so much fun. Look at this. We haven't
0: even started. We've got a so
1: much fun. Uh, this is great. great. Are you Let's kidding? See what
2: happens in 20 minutes. What, what a nice break from the other stuff that I've been covering. You know, I, I'm a political reporter. I've been, this is like the Super Bowl of American politics and tax season and Ramadan and the Hajj and the high holidays and Christmas all in one. It's like just, it is insane. And and don't forget Arbor Day and Flag Day, which are days we don't get off. I'm just saying, but- it's like you can't get, for a political reporter, you cannot get bigger than the 2020 election. You cannot get more overwhelming. You cannot get more... Uh, uh, airtime. You cannot yeah. get more serious. You cannot get more important. You cannot get more critical. You cannot find stakes that are higher. Uh, you cannot find more interest. It is It is just, it is It is the biggest story that you can go for. So I think
0: that's what strikes us as interesting about this this time in history. So you as a news reporter, do you wake up every morning and go, I wonder what the world is gonna throw at me today. I wonder what craziness, I wonder what turning points in the political landscape I'm gonna be exposed to today. Is it, is it the kind of thing where you wake up and you, you just don't know what you're gonna be focusing
2: on? Well, I, I kind of wake up and I say, okay, who's visiting today? Because it's North Carolina. yeah, And uh, we're recording this on a Saturday and uh, President Trump is coming back to North Carolina today. It's his eighth trip to North Carolina since September. And think about that. He was, off the, he was off the trail for two weeks because he was in the hospital with COVID-19. So he still managed to get here eight times in the last two months. And that's without two weeks. Mike Pence is coming tomorrow. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker is here this weekend. Um, we don't know. There uh, are bound to be others next week. We just, we just know that because it's North Carolina mm. and the 15 electoral votes. And this state is just, it, it's its really just the, it embodies everything. It's a microcosm of the country. So you've got urban and rural, you've got young and old, you've got white and minority, you've got college educated, not college educated. And, and again, I say it, it's the urban and rural divide. And this state just embodies kind of all those other kind of clashing of demographics that you have in the rest of the country. So yes, there are other swing states. There's Wisconsin, there's Minnesota, there's Pennsylvania, there's Ohio, but everything seems to come back to North Carolina. So that's interesting. I didn't think Carolina was in play. I thought you were going red, fait complete. No, and in fact, 2016, you had Donald Trump win the state by about 4%, mm-hmm. and you, he's a Republican, and then you have Richard Burr, the senator, he won in 2016 Republican, but you had Roy Cooper, a Democrat, win governor, and Josh Stein, a Democrat, win attorney general, a Democrat. So, you know, you, you have all of these just kind of really, really clashing, it just goes to show you that labels are for cans. I mean, it really, it, voters are gonna choose what they want. They can be fickle, and again, the changing demographics, we talked off air about all the, you know, relocated Yankees, I mean, all the people moving <laughs> From, from New York, you know, they come to, to North Carolina. Um, it's the same reason why, you know, people say Texas is in play. I don't think it's that in play, but because you just have people moving from California, from Illinois, from New York, from New Jersey, and they're coming to these states. And that's why North Carolina is also now being called the New South.
1: I guess that's a good reference. Sure. The as New opposed, South, why not? As opposed to the Old South. <laughs>
0: Well, it depends on on what South in history you're talking yes. about. Are we talking about Civil War South? Are we talking yeah. about Reconstruction
2: South? Are we talking about segregated, well, South? Well, well, if you, I mean, look before the Civil Rights Movement, you know, and uh, before the Civil Rights Movement, I mean, this was all Democratic country, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after the Civil Rights Movement, it became kind of Republican country, and that was, and that was the that was that, that was the old New South, gotcha. right? And, Became the Sun Belt, and that became kind of the Red Wall, and it was all that south, and 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 Lyndon Johnson was the last, um, you hmm. know, real Southern Democrat, and then, you know, now you're having some of these uh, again, states that were again have been just so traditionally red, uh, like a North Carolina, like a Georgia, gotcha. um, right, so that are that are now starting to maybe come around a little bit.
1: So um, <clears throat> if you don't mind. Jonah, uh, I've known you, um, and I, I can go back um, and say, I knew you when, because I did know he when. Uh, you when. knew me when, he used to whine and complain. <laughs> no, and- no, no. I had a nickname for you, right? It was Amazing Jay. Amazing still Jay. Is amazing Jay, because you are amazing. Always thought. So, and I knew uh, very early on, right? So, this is no surprise. Uh, but you originally didn't really want to become the, the kind of reporter where you came out that you had a different interest at the time, right?
2: Well, as you see, I'm wearing my Eagles jersey. I yeah, mean, I'm a are. huge Philly sports fan. I'm in my sports room here. Mm-hmm. You can't see it, but I've got all sorts of uh, memorabilia here. And um, that was just what I loved. Uh, but I, I did love news, too. I mean, I well, was kind of in high you, school. How I did you remember, get your
1: start? Come on, don't, don't yes. be modest. Where'd you get your you, you start? Uh,
2: if you really want to go back, it was in high school. I don't even yeah. think, I'm not even sure you know this. Yeah. Uh, my senior year of high school, My high school had an internship program and I split time at MSNBC, which was then in Secaucus, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I was a runner for the New Jersey Nets uh, or what, what then were the New Jersey Nets uh, production crew Mm -hmm. at Yes Network. So a runner was um, I get a seven o'clock game. I get there at 12 noon and I'm basically running, whether it's copies of statistics, waters, dry cleaning, um, and then, uh, uh, cables, videotapes, um, and it eventually, the real reason it was called Runner, because back at that time, before everything was so digital, um, I would be in the locker room getting post-game interviews, and I would have to run the tape when it was finished the interview, VHS tape. Run, it, run it as fast as possible to the production truck, so it could be there for the post-game, and for the post-game show. So I was a runner and then, um, and that morphed into, um, I went to school in Boston at Boston university and I, you know, called the Nets. I was like, well, when you come to Boston, can I, you know, run for you again? And they said, yeah. And then when I well then I thought to myself, well, why should I do it? Just when the Nets are here, let me call the Celtics. And, um, I called a bunch of people. A lot of people said no, uh, but finally, someone said, Well, we don't handle hiring. Let me tell you who does. And that turned into then working for other production crews. Um, and then that turned into uh, a, um, a night, a, a, a media relations gig with the Boston Bruins, and then an internship at ESPN. So very, dude, very dude, blessed.
1: Uh, and th- th- first of all, the ESPN thing, that was a big deal.
2: Yeah, Coach, you still love when we got there and, and Chris Berman was in the elevator with his Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> it was – because I, I did.
1: I went to visit. I, I was on my way back dropping my daughter off from camp. My son was with me, and Jonah was there. We, we pulled in the ESPN parking lot. There's a basketball court. And, and there was – I do. I remember that. Uh, uh, so what I think is just so amazing is that, you know, your your start – you know, most people – you know, and you know what I work with. I work with a lot of population, which are the you know millennials, Generation Z. Right. See you on TV and just think, boom, you just showed up. But they don't understand and appreciate the true backstory of just what it took for you to get to where you are in Raleigh. I mean, if you oh. don't mind, I'm just just name drop real quickly
0: some of the people you've recently interviewed, if that's okay. You want me to name drop them, or you're going to name drop them? Well, I mean, <laughs> he he would do it if you didn't want to, because <laughs> he's such a fan, but. I figured we have you on, so why don't we have you do it?
2: I I have been um, very, very fortunate and blessed to have interviewed the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, the Vice President, Mike Pence, the Democratic nominee and former Vice President, Joe Biden, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Michael Bloomberg, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, um, Tom Steyer. uh, Burks? Oh, yeah, Dr. Burks. Thank you. Uh, Jimmy Fallon a few years ago. No. Uh, three governors. Um, oh, I interviewed Stacey Abrams yesterday from Georgia. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that board. hasn't hit air yet. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and and just also conversations with, you know, some of our senior reporters at ABC News, so Lindsay Davis and Jonathan Carl and Martha Raddatz. So it's been, it's been very cool. I've I've definitely picked the right place to live and work for now. And it's, it's just been, it's been great. If you want to be a political reporter, no better place to be right now than North Carolina. Joan, I
0: never like to ask reporters, what was your favorite interview? Because you probably have a lot and each one is unique in their own way. But which one has been the most memorable
2: for you? I mean, as my brother likes to joke, you're not going to get any bigger than the president, right? I mean, who's left, the Queen of England or the Pope? I mean, you're not just, you're not going to get any bigger than that. Um, (laughs) So just by him being who he is, that was the most memorable. Also because of like some other kind of funny, like behind the scenes stuff that happened during that interview. Because, you know, I'm not really allowed in the studio right now because of COVID. So I had to do the interview on my back porch. And it's a Tuesday morning, and the neighbor starts mowing the lawn, and then (laughs) another neighbor starts uh, getting a leaf blower out, and I have to run and tell them, like, please, guys, stop. I've got a 10-minute warning from the White House. And then in the middle of the interview, the neighbor comes, the neighbor who I told the landscaping crew to stop, she comes in the interview into my yard, it starts talking to the photographer, trying to get my attention. He's literally, ma'am, he is on the phone, right? He is talking with the president of the United <laughs> States. Please wait 10 freaking minutes, okay? <laughs> so that was memorable. Um, you know, the, the, the vice, so I've interviewed now Vice President Pence twice. And the second time was memorable because he comes out of his, um, I guess, green room or holding room and he says, where's Jonah? Where's Jonah? Jonah, good to see you again, man. And I'm like, oh hi, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> so that, that was kind of cool. Um, I but the most memorable actually have nothing to do with celebrity or politics. They usually have to do with severe weather. And they usually have to do with these um, you know, hurricanes or tornadoes because these are the people that have I don't know, they they touch your soul and they and they show you the the strength of of you know, the human spirit and and kind of the adrenaline of that moment of of the tragedy and the trauma. And those are the most memorable.
0: Hmm. But just going back to your leaf blower story, it just goes to show you that in, in COVID, kind of working <laughs> from home, we're all that guy, that analyst in yes. South Korea yeah. who's wife was crawling into the room trying to pull the kids back. We're all having those experiences, whether it's a dog, whether
2: it's a kid, whether yeah. it's a neighbor. The leaf blowers, Just, I, they're just. Uh,
0: so, John, I don't know how it is in North Carolina, but, um, you know, I, I do some stand-up comedy on the side, and one of my bits is about how, you know, you have these vicious campaign ads, and I just wish that people would just, that the candidates would come out and be honest about the other candidate <laughs> and just say things like, you know, Steve Johnson is a big fat jackass. Just say what you mean. <laughs> but we're actually starting to see that happen. In fact, there is a a congressional race going on in Staten Island uh, between uh, Max Rose. Oh my god, veteran Democrat. Oh my god, uh, Nicole Mallyat Oh my gosh. So it's it, crazy. It, it, it's come to that. So you have fubar. It's fubar. So you have Mallyatakis is saying Max Rose, you marched with those who want to defund the police, and Max Rose has people on the street saying Malia Takis is a fraud. She's a fraud. You could turn this into a whole rap. She's a fraud because she wanted to reduce funding for nursing homes at the, the peak of COVID. But that's, you know, that that's the, the campaign. And that's the accusation of one one campaign of the other. What strikes me is it's no holds barred now. There's, you know, no appreciation for civility. We have people doing these man or woman on the street interviews and they're cursing. And they're saying things like, he's a fraud, he's an effing fraud, he's a he's an <laughs> effing liar, and they're, and they're and they're bleeping it out. And and this is what's <clears throat> supposed to convince us to vote for the other person. Are you seeing that down in in the southern states, specifically in, in North Carolina? And has it gotten that vicious?
2: We've look, we've gotten certainly we've got a lot of contested races. I mean, besides president, we've got a Senate seat up for grabs. Uh, Tom Tillis, a Republican, trying to hold his seat versus Cal Cunningham, a Democrat, who until recently, you know, he's now involved in a bit of a sexting scandal. Sexting, I think, is kind of an um, inaccurate term because if you read these, they sound like they're middle school. You I, know? Mean, I mean, Jonah
1: real quickly, because I, I know you're, you're midstream, but imagine having this technology when you're in college. I mean, come on. <laughs>
2: I would have failed miserably. Would have, <laughs> what not we all? I mean, what are we, we, we all, Ways now to get right? into trouble. I mean, there's just so many ways. But yeah, so go ahead. Um, I would have failed miserably. Just and when I mean fail, I mean like I wouldn't be texting with anybody because I was just, <laughs> I was just, at, home. I was just at home. Yes. Um, uh, so you know, I, yes, I would agree that the civility has definitely gone um, by the wayside, and I, I would say to that though. I just yes the ads are, are I think people are just so desensitized to it all mm. and they don't even really pay attention to the ads and I I don't know if this is what's going to be for the other elections I just think people's minds are made up right now there's just such a, a slim sliver of voters that are actually undecided I I think um Stacey Abrams said something really interesting to me yesterday she said The undecided part is not which candidate they're going to vote for. The undecided is whether they're going to vote at all. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was like, you know, that that's that's very that's very insightful. And um, yeah, I I just, you know, I mean, think about it here in North Carolina. uh, By the end of this weekend, you're going to have more than three million people that have already voted. I mean, that's almost half. Now we're 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 getting towards half of all registered voters that have already voted. Already voted. And we still have a week left of of early voting. So, so people are, people just aren't waiting. I mean, usually you wait till election day because you want to see what happens. What are the next storylines?
0: debates.
1: You know, so you now our show is, is about dads and we don't get political because we, we, you know, all dads, you know, all, all, uh, all dads doesn't matter. Um, but I am curious to know, well, well we'll talk about you being a dad in a few, few moments, you know, for you, what's it like to, to get the phone call to say, Oh, oh Jonah, guess what? You got POTUS um, who wants to, to, you got Stacey Abrams. I mean, Given what's that like for you, for our listeners who are going to come from, you know, they want to learn a little about you. What's it like to kind of get that call? Well, I would
2: say it it's gratifying because it basically is the, the it's the fruit of months and maybe, and even years of labor. And what I mean by that is like, is it hard labor? No, but is it lots of emails? So many phone calls, Persistence, patience, um, building relationships—you know, meeting this contact who then connects you to this contact who then connects you to this contact who then connects you to this contact—and you know, meeting this state lawmaker and then that state lawmaker and then this congressman and then this senator and then this handler and then th- so it's it's like climbing this never-ending ladder that you think you're just never going to get to it. If only I exercised as hard <laughs> as I work for these interviews Mm. I would be uh you know on American Ninja Warrior um because that's how hard that's how persistent and disciplined and diligent you have to be because you you just you just have to keep going so finally when it's like okay um yes Jonah it's, it's your turn you're like Okay, I got it. And then once you get there and if you handle that well, um, then it's it's almost like the floodgates open in the sense, well, now they really know you and now they really trust you. And one interview gets to two and then two gets to three and then three gets to four. And then all of a sudden you're not even asking for interviews and they call you. I didn't ask for Stacey Abrams. I didn't even ask for the vice president a second time. A half hour after I spoke to President Trump, I got an email and said, Jonah, Vice President Pence is coming to you know, the Raleigh area, would you like to do a one- on one exclusive interview? So I didn't even ask for that. Um, and then it just kind of came. And so that's that's kind of how it that's kind of how it goes. And the last time I interviewed um, Vice President Biden, which was around Labor Day, I didn't ask for that either. I didn't even know he was available yet. They called me and said, he wants to do an interview in North Carolina. We want you to do the interview. So,
1: Jonah, it's just uh, again, um, I've known you because, you know, there's a big block
0: from ESPN to Raleigh.
2: Yes, uh, we're, we're missing we're missing a lot of stops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah but that, that's uh, right. But, you know, one of the messages we're getting from yes. Jonah, as we did with that, is yeah. put in the reps. Yeah. Right? Put Fort in the part, reps, challenge, the your,
2: challenge your comfort zone, yep. and take initiative. You, I mean, if this you the guy are who, shy,
1: not the business for you. Right. This is a guy who decides he, he wants a job, right? And so, Texas. Middle of where in Texas? We don't know exactly. Somewhere in the Panhandle. I don't even think Texas knows, right? And 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 there's a snowstorm in Texas, right? it's one of fifty years. Yeah, snow never comes to Texas, and yeah. this. And I, I'm sorry, you're a kid. I know that you're old. I was a kid.
2: I was 23 years
1: old. <laughs> and what do you do? You contact two to get on which show to talk about snow
2: in I Texas. I called. See, I I was like, this is insane. All these people are stuck on the highway i mean these trucks can't go up the hills like and it's, and it's christmas i i just picked up the phone and i called the cbs switchboard and i said can you connect me to somebody and i finally got through to somebody and they were like yeah send us video so i sent us video and then in my quest for getting video i ended up getting stranded. My <laughs> car was stranded on the side of the road i was like in a ditch and i needed to i was like 30 feet off the road And meanwhile, and um, fortunately I had gas and and I think I had a phone charger at the time. And these are not smartphones. No, no, they're
1: just little flip phones.
2: Might have been a month with your plan. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if it was a BlackBerry yet. Might have had a BlackBerry. I don't (laughs) remember. But- terrible pictures. Yeah. pictures. So anyway, and eventually I got on the, so I got on the CBS Evening News that night.
1: 23 year old kid, 23 year old kid. In the middle of nowhere, Texas, has the, uh, has, we'll use a great word, chutzpah, to sit and say, yeah. so I'll just call the news. And uh, that's the kind of person this say. Well, because they time. said, what's
2: the worst they're going to say? No. Okay, so they say no. <laughs> now, again, if I had had that kind of confidence with, with girls, I <laughs> would have been married before I was 30. Well, you know, that's great. <laughs> se- I think the stakes are higher with
0: girls. You
1: know, so. but I will tell you, that's a great segue in talking about girls because yeah. through your job, you yeah. met your beautiful, amazing wife.
2: Yes, on my third stop. Yes. So I had lived in Texas, I lived in Missouri, and then so I went from Wichita Falls, Texas, to Springfield, Missouri, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
1: And there you met. And that's Grace. where I met
2: my wife, Grace. Yeah.
1: And uh, that's where you decided to. Uh, but did you have any idea that we we're going to be leaving Milwaukee at
2: any point? No, I, I did. I have an idea that we were leaving Milwaukee. Yes, I knew I didn't want to stay there long term. I didn't think we would leave immediately after my first contract. Um, so, and, and, you know, Grace's family was there and we, I mean, we were comfortable, you know, Milwaukee was the first place where I didn't get there and was like, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to leave soon. You know, Texas, you're like, I know I'm not going to be here. It's a <laughs> stepping stone, Missouri. I loved Missouri. I really, those were, I mean, that was like my grad school in Missouri, uh, amazing friends, amazing memories. Um, and but there too like I knew I wasn't going to be in Springfield Missouri I knew I wasn't going to be in the Ozarks Uh, but Milwaukee yeah I thought we were going to be there a little longer but circumstances changed management different things opportunities I would have never had these kind of opportunities in Milwaukee that I'm having here even though Wisconsin is a swing state I was just not in that position and something opened up here and it, it has just been perfect
0: yeah so what you're hearing right now is mm-hmm. the blueprint for what a lot of aspiring news people go through. You know, it's unlike what Thad Brown went yeah. through, as he told us last week. He went to college in Long Island, went back home, stayed at home, and he was lucky enough to just be in Rochester, be in Rochester, which was his hometown. So Jonah well, the,
2: the real answer to that is if you want to if you want a job in, in the answer is you make your own blueprint because every oh. single person has a different one. Yeah. So mine was this route. There, and it's it's almost like, you know, in New York, you can never get the same taxi cab twice. Um, you, you know, there's just, there is no other reporter that has ever done this route. There's no other person yeah. in the world that has gone, Wichita Falls, this specific station to that, spe- like, no one has done that route. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different route. No one has the exact same route to where they are. Nobody. Oh. What a great
1: metaphor for life, huh? Yeah. I wonder.
2: I, I mean, nobody. I just, I mean, actually, that's a way to think of it. Because there are yeah. some people who said, oh, you know, oh, you went to MIT and then you went to, you know, Harvard Medical School and then you worked at the hospital. Oh, I've done that too. Nobody has done this. No. Nobody.
1: That sounds like uh, you might have had some good inspiration from someone in your life many, many, many years ago All in right. terms of, in terms of life and, and, and journeys. But I won't get into that now. This I will this just, say, this I just say, I will just
2: say i teach people the sw rule the sw rule <laughs> so, so what is the sw rule some will some won't so what someone's waiting there you go bro did you make that up uh, I, I, I kind, kind of i picked that it up like abraham Mills. i also talk about i also talk about the laws of attraction there you i am like coaching I, I should get royalties or yes. you should get royalties but i'm coaching i have like my photographer Like people I work with, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, dude, you walk into that room thinking you're going to fail. Guess what? You're going to fail. What you put out there is what you're going to bring (laughs) to you. It's the laws of attraction.
1: Well, uh, that's part of the reason why, uh, uh, Donna, uh, so proud and what you've done is remarkable. Um, And the show is about dads. uh, And I'm curious to know, how is it being a dad?
0: Especially it's in my your favorite job. Work.
2: It's, it's my favorite job. It's the yeah. best. Yeah. I always knew I wanted to be a dad. And I always knew I was gonna be a good dad because I loved being a camp counselor.
1: Mm-hmm. My
2: favorite thing. I loved um I, I I went to Camp Harlem in the Pocono's and H uh, A R L A M, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and I had uh my favorite crew were like the the ten and eleven year olds where they're you know, still they're they're too old where they they didn't need to be babyed, but too young where they still listen to you. Yes. And I felt like that paternal figure, and it was so much fun. So I just knew that I was going to love doing this. Mm-hmm. But Jonah, what is,
0: what is it like though being a dad in your line of work? I mean, do you get quality time with your wife? I know you've got a a little girl, you've got another kid on the way. Um, you know, you're you're not scheduling. No,
2: yeah, it's a weekend
0: an average dad is scheduling their weekend. It's not like, you know, soccer games and ice cream runs and 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 things like that.
2: That's a that's an excellent point. Um, it is very tough. And I've spent, uh, you know, I, I spend nights away. Um, I'm up early in the morning sometimes um, during hurricanes. Like I didn't see her for a week. Yeah, um, I didn't see them for a week. Uh, it's definitely taken a toll. I think what you do is. First, you, you, have to, you have to set standards for yourself. So, um, and you, you have to basically say like, they, they know at work, I'm not gonna work on a Friday night. I'm not gonna work on Saturday mornings unless it's like a real emergency because I want Shabbat, I want the Sabbath to myself. Um, incidentally- This is the Jewish Sabbath, by yeah. the way. Okay. Incidentally, by the way, I had to pull a Kofax. I was invited to interview Kamala Harris and she was visiting on Yom Kippur and I turned it down. You Kofax WTVD? I co-faxed, I co-faxed. I co-faxed oh, really? Kamala Harris is what I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. well,
0: you know, Kamala Harris
2: married to a, to a Jewish fellow. I know, yeah. I was she like, was... come on, she should be in shul. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you, got, so so funny you, have to, you have to set your foot down. And, and you know wow, what, I, look at you. I caught myself today. I was offered a big interview today with um, White House senior advisor, Stephen Miller. And uh, I turned it down, I know, I know. Um, I turned it down. I turned it down. Um, and, and, and yet, here you are on a Saturday morning with us on Bad yeah. of the Dad. Well, you're family. You're family. You're well, family. I'm yeah, spending time with family. So you're
1: family. <laughs> look at that, Jonah. you That
2: is family. Uh, so so I, I think you have to do the best you can. I guess one of the fun parts about this, though, is that maybe I can't see Rena, my daughter, but she could turn on the TV and see me.
0: Uh-huh. So she
2: knows I'm there and she feels like I'm there and she gets excited and. And she feels a part of what I'm doing. She knows mm-hmm. what I'm doing and she's able to see that. Um, it's also been fun. COVID has been a blessing because I get to work from home a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I'll go on TV right outside in my front porch and she'll come watch and she'll come see the camera and the neighbors will come watch. And and it's it's so that's been that's been really cool for her to see. It's like, instead of take daddy to work day, it's like daddy work comes to you day. And uh, that's, that, so that's been a blessing, but there's no doubt about it. You are absolutely right. And especially like in the next week, I mean, we're, we're, we crunch time here and then election day. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be, these are going to be days and, and my wife, who's an absolute champ when she's 34 weeks pregnant and holding down the fort when I'm not home that's, and we can't really have sitters, you know, that, that's a big deal.
1: You know, and we've uh, often said on our show, the, the most important job, the biggest job in the world is moms. And maybe a close second are those people that paint the Arizona Bridge, coal miners, you know, uh, first line people. Dads are kind of like way, way in the back.
0: 500, 550 if we're lucky. And it also depends on the day, you
1: know, and
2: i uh, we I'd keep the kids grounded because the, the, the tease of getting to see dad later, the, the idea of being with dad later makes them behave. Yes. So we're the ones that hold down the four. It's like, Rena, you don't behave. Dad's <laughs> not going to come home and have fun with you. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> so, you know, I would be remiss if I don't mention the fact that uh, um, you come from an incredible family, both your parents. Uh, mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll get a chance to hear you in a different light. You know, Rabbi Renny um, and your dad, Rabbi Ron Kaplan, you are a son of two rabbis. You've got a brother. Who's in the that's military? Right. I didn't go into, that's right. I didn't go into the family business. You know, that's you right. didn't go into the family business. Uh, neither did your brother. He's a doctor. Uh, in the Army, I'm still right? holding in the Army. out for
2: him. I, I, I really do. I'm still holding out. I think he made Still change. holding
1: out. <laughs> well, uh, you've been raised. So, I mean, uh, I used to joke uh, with both you and your brother that when I come back, I'm going to come back as one of your parents' kids. Uh, because well, I-,
2: I appreciate you thinking that the aura created on Facebook and Instagram is that good. <laughs> for you to say that's us. Um, you know, no, we, we've been very blessed, yeah. and and I do credit my parents, and and my dad always talked about the importance of family, and no, it is a priority, and I'm I'm so glad you asked that question, but you're you're absolutely right, and as I and as I think about what my next step is, I mean, I have a good deal here, right? I work Monday through Friday, I have relatively good hours, um, but if I want to move on and work in in DC, or I wanna move on and, and become a national correspondent, you know, that's something I have to think about. Those are a lot of hours. White House correspondents, you know, they go with the president wherever, they go when the news and, and that's definitely something you have to wrestle with. Um, but the way I see it is, you know, look, my both of my parents both work full time and I didn't see a lot of them. But now I'm old enough to recognize, boy, look what they provided for us. And they were trying to nurture in different ways. Mm. So, what I kind I, of I stuff think about probably, that. When you have time, what kind of stuff do you like to do with Rena? We love to watch the Muppets. I introduce her to the Muppets. Mm-hmm. That's our we Just love. Look at that. Yeah, uh, we love doing that. In fact, got hi ho Kermit the Frog here. Kermit the Frog. We we love the Muppets. What else? We love We we read books. We do puzzles. Um, she likes cooking and we love taking nature walks. We love going to see the turtles. There's a little, um, little lake around, uh, within walking distance. Um, we're starting to play catch a little more. So we, we do that. We have a couple of things and every Sunday we try to do breakfast together. I
1: oh, her- very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, part of our show gives uh dad's a chance to offer what we call dad advice. Yeah. Uh, which is advice for dads. Right. Uh, so, um,
2: I got two about- I've got two words of advice, two two things. And I've um and I've I've perfected this. I've done the I've done this a lot. Okay. Okay. First question is, especially to a new dad, have you been to the state fair before? i will be like, Yeah. I'm like, have you seen the people there? He's like, Yeah, then you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine. If they can do it. You can do it. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing. Okay. Um, second second thing I say is, and you can use that in your comedy bits, by the way. Thank the second you. thing no I way. say
0: with dollar though.
2: Second gonna... thing I say is, listen, babies cry. It's what they do. Don't worry about it. Like seriously, don't freak out. It's what they do. They cry. It's what they do. Like it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's it's just like I I just don't I am the most even keeled. Just nothing, but nothing phases me. Nothing bothers me. They're screaming, whining, enough, enough. It's fine. Like it's what they do. They cry. It's okay. It's gonna be fine.
0: Babies are politicians. I just want to make sure I. That. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny.
1: <laughs> can confirm nor deny. <laughs> 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 just spoken like a true, true professional, Jonah. Wow, so blessed, amazing. Can George. I come back?
2: Can we do this again?
0: Absolutely. Oh, you know, maybe we after, we, may, we may have a spinoff. We, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would love
0: that. So would coach. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would God. too. But I think co- coaches. You I, know, would, be, I would. I be in heaven. He's cavelling as as our people say. Jonah Kaplan of WTVD
2: in Raleigh news. Yes, and that's at. So that's at Kaplan ABC 11. Ask uh, which is my Instagram and Twitter. So at Kaplan ABC 11 on Facebook. It's Jonah Kaplan, uh, WTVD. So it's like W and then TVD as in Durham. Um, and uh let's see and then we're abc11.com uh which is an abc owned station one of only eight owned stations in the country mm-hmm. we are the sister station of uh channel 7 in new york yep. so uh sometimes maybe we'll, we'll get up there coach i'll call you if i'm ever on again and um Too bad. yeah
0: yeah i think coach you had a tvd recently, i had right? i had i had yeah, yeah i, I think. well get, please Uh, please remain seated i don't need to see the scar i'm giving you a standing ovation (laughs) you just don't see it did you like it yeah (laughs) jonah thanks so much for being on bad to the dad this was uh immense fun And, and best of luck during the election season and beyond
2: thanks guys i appreciate it you enjoy at home
0: you too we are bad to the dad download us wherever you find podcasts We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding, BermanCS.com. That is the website, Berman, C as in cat, S as in solutions. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Berman Consulting Service, yes. BermanCS.com. And you can find her on social media. It's at Berman Branding. That is most of, our, most of her handles. And if you'd like to be a sponsor or if you have a guest idea or a show idea, you can email us, contact us at badtothedad.com coach Randy one more time. That is contact us at badtothedad.com. Jonah Kaplan was our guest. That was a lot of fun just like the Thad Brown yeah. interview from last week we we're yeah. talking about dads who do media. Yeah. What a and he
1: I am so proud that he was able to to come on our show and the timing was perfect. Uh
0: Amazing, he, a list of names that was pretty impressive. Yeah, no, listen, you know, <laughs> great stories, and there's a few that we were talking about offline yeah. that we didn't mention. Yeah, but he is talking to all the newsmakers. Yes, and it's they're all coming to, to North Carolina. Yeah. they're all coming to Raleigh. That I mean, it's really bizarre. I just and the, the I guess Carolina's is, in play. I guess, but you know, when
1: he talks about it, already half the population has made up their mind and yeah. it's already um, voting. Uh, but I love the fact that he said you know, POTUS, who's better than POTUS, you know, <laughs> the Pope, you know, Queen of England. So uh, I guess that would be the trifecta uh, right. for him in his careers to eventually get to the Queen and uh, and the Pope. And given his uh, trajectory in terms of his work and how hard he works and persistent, it wouldn't be uh, be a surprise to hear him hit that trifecta.
0: And it wouldn't shock me if Jonah Kaplan is in D.C. or New York within the next five, ten years. Easily, easily. As a correspondent yeah. for ABC anyway. nationally or, or any of the networks, they, they should really grab this guy up. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's also extremely down to earth, too. I mean, you are yeah. talking about how he balances and manages time with the family. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I always am impressed with, with these kinds of folks as mm-hmm. a parent because, yeah, he's doing really important work. Mm-hmm. His daughter, actually, and the, the kid that's on the way Rina, will yep. grow up yep. watching him yep. do really important work mm-hmm. on the on the forefront of history. Yep, you know all he the is. big stories, even locally in mm-hmm. in the Raleigh Durham area. Yeah.
1: He is covering, yeah, and and he's the kind of reporter that when it's time out for the hurricane, he's the one he's holding on to the, ball. the <laughs> ball. He's like, <laughs> all right, I'm here, I'm here right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the rain is coming up off the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> and, and I love how he's the in-demand reporter. Yeah. When Pence comes to town, yeah. like he said, you know, Trump comes, they want to talk to Jonah. It's got to be a bizarre
1: sensation when the vice president says,
0: "Jonah, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs>
1: let's let's do this again. Yes. let's rock
0: this out. <laughs> yeah. So. so it
1: was uh, it was a fun interview. Um, I right now season four, we keep we we keep lifting the bar.
0: Adam, do we keep lifting the bar and next week? We we go back to comedians. We yes. have a little fun. Mark Schiff is going to be right, our That's right, Mark guest. Schiff. If you don't know Mark Schiff, this guy opened for Jerry Seinfeld not on his tour. The Jerry Seinfeld. The the Jerry Seinfeld. Coach Randy, <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal with podcasts? You think you're on a radio station, but you're really not. Oh, that was pretty bad. No, that was uh, you got so many. I think you should quit your day job. I think it's time that you uh you. Can year. I live here in the den with <laughs> you? you? Will you, live in the den. Will, will you slip Will you slip raw meat Absolutely. under the door for me? Absolutely happy to. Before we go, you know, I'm sure everybody is binging, and Coach and I just watched the uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven on Netflix. Yes. Now I yeah I, mean, I watched. Thank you, Ed McMahon. <laughs> Three weeks in a row, you're doing that. Can't help it. Just... I, I watched it because I wanted to see Sasha Baron Cohen. You know. Borat aside, I think he's one of the most agile actors. Well, I didn't even realize he was in it.
1: And then as I was watching, I'm like— It's Abby Hoffman. I'm like, oh, my God, that's— And I had to go you know, IMDB it. I'm like, oh, that's Sacha Cohen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now he, he played a spy. He should yeah. be a spy yeah. because <laughs> he's such a great master of disguise. Uh-huh. And he did that Worcester accent so well mm-hmm. as Abby Hoffman. That's, yes. That's where he was from. But I thought that the character and the actor that really stole the show mm-hmm. was Mark Rylands Yeah, played William Kunstler, Bill Kunstler, mm-hmm. who was the first chair attorney. Yes, for the Chicago Seven. Yes, He was unbelievable. I night. thought that was yeah. a tour de force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, one of these instances in time, mm-hmm. right, that is sort of reflective of what we're going through now. You know, civil rights movement, and you know there was a Vietnam. Democratic uh, National Convention in in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. Um, you know,
1: Vietnam, the. Uh, uh, and it, it's a fantastic, fantastic. Now it's
0: Aaron Sorkin, so yeah, please well, take that into account. West Wing, yeah. the newsroom. So there's going to be a certain bend to it, but Sorkin always gets the all stars. And he always puts on a show where the acting is brilliant. Again, Mark Riley, I hope he wins something for his well,
1: performance. Well, I, I think that, that, that performance, the whole show, and at, as a matter of fact, I remember at the end when I saw, you know, Aaron Sorkin, I'm like, oh, well, that makes there sense. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> There's that kind of oh, now I know why. Uh, but what it did, I have to be honest, Adam D., and we've talked about this offline just in terms of the current nature and how things are going and how people are and humanity. It's so divisive, and it's it's troublesome to me, because I don't like it being that way, me being yelled at constantly for wearing a mask, you know, and telling people. And, well,
0: I'm, I'm yelling at you for not wearing pants. I mean, you're <laughs> we're wearing shorts now. And oh, thank you, Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. Yeah, um, but it reminded me that even though we're in the moment now in terms of our our history, and we feel like it's so in your face, and we feel so threatened, and democracy, there are so many times before this mm-hmm. in our country, yep. from the American Revolution, the Civil War, to what that trial was about in terms of Vietnam, mm-hmm. that there, it does give me hope to think that our our country the, the the core nature of who we are we will find some way to persevere and that there is a future and there's a a place for we're us we're gonna to, get yeah. through it yeah
0: but we're gonna hopefully learn from history hopefully. we're gonna get through it yes. but hopefully we will yeah. learn from history and we got through another episode again mark schiff comedian is our guest next week we are bad to the dad with coach randy and adam d dads have a great week